right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the PC Professional Wrestling Podcast. It is a SummerSlam post show, and I'm Elio. He's Ben. Ben, how's it going? Well, uh, it was, as I've said before, it was a uh, very, uh, very stark difference between the good stuff and the bad stuff because uh, SummerSlam. With the exception of three matches, uh, that being uh, Damian Priest versus Sheamus, uh, Seth Rollins versus Edge, and Roman Reigns uh, versus uh, John Cena, all the other matches were either a miss or I just didn't care. Um, so, I mean... You know, for the for the sake of argument, let's say there were ten matches because I think there were, unless I, you know, off by one. Um, yes, I'm getting visual confirmation that there were ten matches on the card. Thank you, Elio. I appreciate that. Um, but I got to tell you, man, three out of ten is not a good ratio for a solid wrestling show. Um. It was 10 if you don't count the kickoff show, which I'm not counting. Um, well, no, no and, and to be honest with you, I would, and this isn't me talking, talking shit. I'm just saying, um, I, I would be very uh, curious to see uh, what the actual number is in terms of viewership for the post or for the pre-shows, um, because I'm just not interested in watching them. Uh, just especially when we have uh, four hours of SummerSlam. So, um, you know, so if I can cut some of the labor out by missing the pre-show, I'm all over that, like, stink on shit. But... Ew! Uh, <laughs> Ew. Oh, yes, it's going to be that kind of evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are revved up and good to go because, oh, my God, do we have a stack show for you. So before I go uh, too deep, uh, let me just uh, run the um, run the card down for the show uh, tonight, talking about the actual podcast. Um, so we have... Uh, Elio's thoughts on CM Punk's debut because I saw it and he, he did not uh, prior to, prior to the last show we recorded. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. And then we have the uh, NXT Takeover 36, which unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, I I have to. Um, when we get to that point in the show, I'm going to have to hold a moment of silence for, for that. Um, because I truly believe that NXT TakeOver 36 uh, was the end of an era um, for NXT. And I am so sad um, to, uh, to admit that. But uh, we have plenty to discuss there um, surrounding Adam Cole in particular. And then... And then Elio has graciously uh, accepted the responsibility of going over SummerSlam because now this is just in the uh, interest of fairness and disclosure. If, if I were to review SummerSlam for you, uh, this podcast would be three hours and 50 minutes long. 
uh, and I'm not kidding. And I uh, don't. And we, and we don't have that kind that kind of time on our hands. Uh, yes. Uh, well, I would agree with you on that one because even if I did, I don't want to be sitting here um, for three hours and fifty minutes. And and that has nothing to do with present company. Uh, Leo is a delightful uh, individual. I, I, could be, I, I could be watching a movie. That's that's two hours right there. Oh, speak, speaking of movies, Elio, oh, oh. I, ha I had to tell you. So I watched um, the new uh, Mortal Kombat. Oh, okay. Uh, the, um, the one that's uh, rated R. Okay. And I, I was very curious about this particular movie because one, you know. And by the I, way, sorry, before you go on, ladies and gentlemen, I accidentally called Goro Krang. Craig is in from the Ninja Turtles. I am such a nerd. What is going on? Uh, yeah, I, well, I, I was too kind to correct you on the air, but I, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I want it known that I knew that. I just, um, you know, because the Ninja Turtles and Mortal Kombat and Power Rangers. Oh, he, he just has that, that kind of that kind of a name. So I'm like, oh, okay, wait a minute. I'm like, that's Goro. What the hell is wrong with me? <laughs> Well, um, Goro did make a brief appearance uh, in this movie. Oh, oh, how do you uh, look? Like in the like, same as in the game? Well, I mean, uh, pretty much. I mean, they they seem pretty loyal to the um, to the video game. Uh, I swear, the, the the only one I I can really beat Goro with is Scorpion because all I do is just get over here and I give him the uppercut. <laughs> Uh, well, I gotta, I gotta tell you, uh, Scorpion was a huge uh, centerpiece of um, of this movie. So oh, okay, because I know in uh, the 1995 one, it was uh, Liu Kang was the story was centered around him, I believe. No, this one was centered around yeah. a. Uh, of a character that wasn't actually in the game, but they did a really good job of of tying the story into him and using a lot of the supporting cast. Oh, okay. Um, for characters that we already know. Um, so this one was um, focused on a descendant of of Scorpion. Okay. Um, and it, the very the very beginning of the movie. Uh, it explains how we got from the 1600s, which, which was the original Scorpion, and like current day where the movie takes place. Um, so it was it was very good. 1600s, geez, that's pretty cool. <laughs> but uh, yeah. the, the okay, you can't compare the two. But what you think of the 1995 one? Well. Well, you have you have to understand something. When in terms of the 1995 version, I was seven years old, so I thought it was cool as shit. Um, having seen it as a grown man, it's it's stupid and campy. Although I although I kind of did like the ending. That was kind of cool. I, I gotta say, I don't know. Yeah, I like that ending. Went though. I forget who that was, but like that face just popped out of like the sky and like looking down on everyone oh yeah that was um 
Oh god, that was uh, Shere Khan. Yeah, I, I like that. I I like that ending. That was pretty yeah. cool. So, um, actually, that might have been the second one. I think that was Armageddon. No, no, that was that was the first one. That was the 1985. Then 97 was Annihilation. Did two oh. years later they they did the sequel Annihilation. No, Annihilation was terrible. How oh, that was bad, right? Oh actually, my God. actually, I I have a have a tell you about. I have a TikTok story because. I follow this guy, uh, Mr. Snidbits, and uh, he's all about movies. Like he does movie trivia. Yeah. So every, every every time I'm on there, I'm on TikTok. I open it up and I see his video. He's always got a different question. His one question was, "What movie? What movie had a sequel that you thought was absolutely the wor- worst than the original?" So I, I I'd have to put Mortal Kombat two up there. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I think I accidentally said Armageddon earlier. Yeah, that th- that was the video game. Annihilation was the movie. And Armageddon and, wasn't was a movie, but it was in 1998 with uh, but it, it had nothing to do with Mortal Kombat. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying I never yeah. saw that. But no, I'm not saying. Yeah. The only the only Armageddon that I know about was the video game. I just misspoke earlier. Um, but yeah, if, if you haven't seen that yet, I would encourage um, Elio and our general audience to take a look at it. If you're a 90s kid like me, you'll get a big kick out of it. Yep, I'm a 90s kid. I'm a 90s kid. Well, I'm an 80s, 90s, 80s slash 90s. Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, I mean, for, for you specifically... It, it had to be cool, like, growing up in the dawn of, like, the video game era, because you were, you were there, like, from the very be- beginning. Yeah, dude, my cousins, when I used to go over to their house, we would always play the Atari 2600. I, was, I, I used to play Donkey Kong all the time on the Atari 2600. That's awesome. <laughs> it was so cool. I, I was like a chappy, that defender. <laughs> Yeah, I think my, I think my first system was like the original Nintendo. Nice, that was mine, nineteen eighty five. Well, we bought it later, but yeah, that was my first system. And then in nineteen ninety one, ninety two, no ninety one, we bought uh, the Super Nintendo, which my brother still has. Does it still work? Yeah, still works. Since we still have Super Mario World. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. No, no I'm, I'm legitimately impressed. It still works. Yeah. But anyway, uh, so, something that doesn't work on a weekly basis, hardly at all, at least in WWE, professional wrestling, which is the um, which is the subject matter of this podcast. And before we get into all that, so we do have one. I have to tell you, I went back and watched Rampage, uh, and I... Saw the only uh, segment that really mattered, which was CM Punk's debut. And I thought that was awesome. I enjoyed everything about that debut. Oh, it, it, was, it was so great. It was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, you, you could tell he was like, he was like, he was like, uh, he was really happy. Yeah, he was like, te- he was like tearing up. Yeah. 
and then like because you can tell when someone's like pretending that they're happy to be there but no he was actually happy to be there yeah and you know what he looked younger than the last time i saw him yeah that's what time off from wb will do it, it reverses the age process if you want to get younger leave wwe yeah, or or start working out if you're like me at 26, and you'll d- definitely be better and younger at at the age of 33. So either work out or look, stop watching look, WWE. Look. You see back here, I got my yeah. treadmill. I I got my treadmill. I use it every day. Good for good for you. And and I want you to know that if I didn't have such respect and admiration for you. I would want to throw a brick because how dare you? How dare you flaunt a treadmill in my face when I can't walk, you stupid bitch. How dare you? So what? Talking about a treadmill and I can't use it. Yeah, just talking about a treadmill to the wheel. I can't use the chains that you use. Well, well, okay. Then, <laughs> I've then, seen you. I've seen you use the chains in those videos, which they were pretty cool. Like the way the way you handle those things uh, when you're at your workout place. Yeah, so yeah, that's pretty yeah, cool. Uh, yeah, I agree. So fair trade, but um, yeah. So I absolutely loved every second of of the CM Punk comeback. Um, I thought it was stupid the way that uh, you know people online were making fun of that guy and the crowd. And did, 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 you see, did, you, did you read CM Punk's uh, message? Yeah, I did. Yeah, we said if you're making fun of that guy, you're making fun of me. <laughs> sure, you know, because he's just like us. He's a, he's a fan too. Yeah, and some people took Punk to task for that. I'm like, what the? Um, Why? I I don't know because. They said he, he was going into business for himself. You mean you mean, you mean fans or like other wrestlers? Fans. Uh, fan. I I hate wrestling fans. That's right. That's right. I said I hate wrestling fans. I don't like wrestling fans in 2021 because of the way they act. Well, by and large, I agree, but that does not extend to this audience. We understand that you're amazing, and yep. and if you're if you're listening to this show, um, and you have been for a while, uh, we definitely appreciate you for sure. And if you're new, stick around. It's and, gonna uh, get good, I promise. One person I'm I'm quite upset with is Booker T. <laughs> Yes, you were telling me you were telling me about this off the air. Why don't we? Uh, why don't you read to us what Booker T had to say regarding CM Punk's return? And I quote: "Okay, CM Punk came back and he had ten full minutes for Swans twenty, not ten, to go out there and make his point. As far as CM Punk being back, he had the perfect crowd to be able to." Go out there and really, I'm talking about have a party up in that United Center. But CM Punk came back and took his moment and chose to talk about WWE. That right there was just a total miss. As far as I'm concerned, he struck out for me. It was the same promo that was given in WWE. 
it was about WWE. It had nothing meaningful to it as far as what I'm going to create, who I'm going to blow up, how I'm going to take AEW by coming in, being a nice guy and throwing out freaking ice cream bars. Who gives a damn about that? Clearly, clearly he doesn't get it because the ice cream bars perfectly illustrated the point he was making about the differences between AEW and WWE. I mean, you know. This, and, this guy. Go, yeah. go, go on. Go on. I, I, I just think that, that sometimes Booker T puts his foot in his mouth because he's a WWE shill. I can't stand Booker T. I used to like him. I used to like Harlem Heat, but Booker T now I can I, I can't stand this Booker T. Well, I mean I won't go that far because I've always been a fan of the guy. But um No, but I mean like uh outside of the ring. I'm a fan of Booker T the wrestler, but this Booker T like outside of the ring, I just I don't know. Fair enough. Um but um Let's uh, let's get into the reviews because if we go on too much longer, uh, you know, we, we could have a whole different podcast in and of itself. And then two hours in, we'll realize, oh, we got to review the shows. But well, we already recorded this show. It was like two seconds long. Elio, I know you wanted to do a test drive. I understand. That was awesome. I'm going to upload that. That's the official show. We're just having fun right now. Uh, That's the official show. It's going to be a two-second show. No, no, it's not. Number time sucked. Takeover was great. That's it. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry about that, ladies and gentlemen. I shall restrain Elio from doing that. (laughs) Okay, let's uh, wait till we get into the summer slime here. Uh, you, you, you mean, uh, oh, yeah, because SummerSlam was first. So, yeah, you, you're up. If we must. All right. So, be, because you don't watch the kickoff show, but I had to, so I'm going to start with that. And we had Biggie defeating Baron Corbin in 6 minutes, 35 seconds. For me, this match was just there. You know what? I don't like this Baron Corbin uh, character that they're doing, but at the same time, I kind of like it. I want to see what they're actually going to do. Where is this is actually going to go? Because after SummerSlam, or during SummerSlam weekend, uh, he apparently went to the casino and he was lucky. He actually won at the casino. Yeah, they said he won 100 bucks. So I'm wondering... Okay, I'm wondering if uh, this is where the Happy Corbin trademark comes in. I can't believe they actually did that. No, so, okay, this is this is new to me because I had heard about it, but I didn't realize they actually trademarked it. They, they actually they trademarked Bar- Happy Corbin. Holy fuck. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> The only happy I wanted to talk about is Happy Gilmore from 1996. And if you haven't seen that movie, kindly get off my podcast and go educate yourself and then come back and then we can be friends. (laughs) 
All right, so that leads into the actual show itself. And Ben, I can't believe how long this this show was. Holy jeez. Yes, well, that's why I'm um, that's why I'm having you take bleed. Let me let me let me let me let me tell you. This show ended after 12 a.m. Okay, by the time we got uh, done recording the post show, it was after one because then I set up to uh, to like let it convert so I could upload it so they could post it up there. Up, yeah. This show, okay. So we open with the tag team, a tag team match for the Raw Tag Team Championships. RK Bro defeating AJ Styles and Omos. They gave this match seven minutes and five seconds. Which I, I thought this was, I didn't, I didn't think this was a bad opening match. Well, I actually, I actually didn't like it too much because, no, no, I should, I should split this into two parts because I liked the result, but it just, it wasn't much of a match. Okay. To me, it, to me, it was very obvious that RK Bro was the right choice, uh, considering what they're trying to do with the tag teams. Um, but um, I really think that they could have done a lot more with the matches um, in terms of that one's lands and a couple others. By the way, um, I, should, I should tell you, I gave the Corbin Diggy matchup one. Well, and for good reason, uh, according to what you're telling me. Doesn't sound like it was very much of a match. But uh, this match, I gave a 2.5, which is average. I, I can see that. Um, but, um, but you know, one of, the, one of the things I noticed as a general theme throughout the show is several of the matches uh, went much shorter. Um, than than they would typically on a pay per view. Yes, because uh, I'm gonna tell you. Okay, I'm just looking. The longest match was, of course, the main event, right. which we'll which we'll get to. So, okay, so is it, is that it, or do you have anything you want to add to that? So yeah, and uh, the reason for so many. Uh, short matches, ladies and gentlemen, is because um, the the sales systems at Allegiant Stadium were down. So no money was being made from food sales, merchandise sales, or, any, or anything because everything was down. Um, so can you, So aside from that being a monetary disaster. And good on good on Allegiant Stadium for giving those people food and all that stuff and doing the right thing. But aside from it being a uh, disaster in terms of bringing in cash flow, can you imagine how hot and miserable people must have been outside in, in Las Vegas, which is very hot in August because uh, I, I'm learning more about Las Vegas weather because our, one of our mutual friends lives there. Um, but um, it, but it's just like you know who who wants to sit there in the middle of August with all those people packed in there, and then and then 
the, the sales system to go down and you can't make money off food, drink, merchandise, or anything. So it's just like, you know, so that's why they were trying to uh, move the cart along as quickly as possible. All right, and next we had <clears throat> Alexa Bliss defeating Eva Marie Dewdrop getting sick and tired of Eva's uh, crab but walking out on her at, after the match. Good, and, and might, might I say, uh, I'll call her Piper Nevin because I have a problem calling her Dewdrop. Piper Niven did a wonderful Elio Canella impression. Uh, with... The loser of the match, <laughs> Eva Marie! <laughs> yeah, so that, I, I, actually, I actually laughed quite hard at that. <laughs> okay, I, you know what? I think this match went on a little bit too long. First of all, they gave it three minutes and 50 seconds. Look, look. I'm not saying anything against Eva Marie personally. I don't know her. I haven't heard anything about her. No, I'm saying the the match itself was just terrible. Like, so Bliss uh, seemed out of place. Uh, Yeah. Too much Lily crap going on. Eva Marie punching and slapping around a doll. Come on. And she wasn't. Even, if you if you go back, she wasn't even touching the doll. <laughs> Jeez. Like, like at, at one point, at one point, dude, they did a replay, and if she touched it at all, it was with her fingertips. But it looked like it wasn't even touching her. Like it was. It's like she was doing the John Cena. You can't see me. Thing. It was ridiculous. Um, no, it was just uh, ridiculous. Like I mean, just think that like uh, she was slapping around a doll. It was just uh, it would. This whole match was a mess. Yeah, I can't believe this made it to pay per view. But you got Finn Bauer, uh, you know Jeff Hardy, and all these different people did not have a match on this show, but yet Eva Marie did. I know I've, I know I've shared that sentiment before, but it just astounds me. Oh, for your, the United States Championship, Damian Priest defeats Sheamus. Damian Priest is a new United States champion. They gave this one 13 minutes, 50 seconds. I really enjoyed this match. Yeah, it looked like, um, it looked like uh, Damian got hurt on a dive move earlier. Early in the match, um, I could definitely tell that he was hurting. Um, but it was it was still a very good match, and um, you know, Damian Priest and Sheamus are two of my favorites on Raw, and yep. um, so I, I really I really enjoyed this match, um, he, and I thought it was it was one of uh, the three best, ma- I would say the third best match on the card, as I outlined a little bit earlier. Um, okay. But here's here's the issue that I have. Right, love the match, but WWE's mid card titles don't mean anything. They don't. Well, the twenty four seven championship means something. It's always being highlighted every week. Uh, <laughs> oh, 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 for, oh, for God's sake! Can you, can you tell? Can you tell sarcasm, the sarcasm 
Yes, yes. To your credit, Elio, the sarcasm is absolutely dripping off the movie theater screen you've superimposed around yourself. Um, so, so, ladies and gentlemen, Elio and I use Zoom, so we're looking at each other. But part of what my co-host loves to do is mess with the control systems to make me laugh uh, while we're doing the show. And typically, he'll mess with the nameplates, you know, and and give me names like, I want to rant, bitch, or, you know, (laughs) something along those lines, because I do do go on rants. Um, But from time to time, he will... uh, he will also go all out in addition to scaring the crap out of me with his with his horror, uh, you know, uh, you know, um, shen- shenanigans. But, t- but tonight he has superimposed a movie theater screen onto the onto the Zoom cam- camera that I'm looking at. And he is on the screen, and in front of him is not only me, but an entire audience. And while I can't see refreshments within the audience, I can uh, give you a toast of my soda in appreciation for your creative efforts. Um, So here's to you, sir. And, um, but yeah, it's just the mid-card titles... Uh, getting back to serious business, um, t- to me, they just, they don't mean anything because WWE doesn't let them mean anything. And, and for for um, for a, a very recent example, um, you know, Sheamus only defended the belt twice the, like, the entire time he was champion not including this match where he actually lost it. So if you want to be, if you want to be generous, he had three title defenses in his entire reign. And to me, to me, that does not constitute a, t- a title reign at all. You know, it's it's like. You know, I know, I know, WWE and and UFC are different entities. But I really respect it when the UFC says you're only a champion once you've defended the belt. And I, I believe that that's true. And that's something that WWE could really uh, benefit from instituting in their storylines. Because to me, to me, the, the way to make your titles mean something is to make them all important, not just choose which ones are going to be important and which ones fall by the wayside. Because even even Bobby Lashley's WWE Championship pales in comparison to the importance of Roman Reigns' uh, Universal Championship right now. So um, you know, a lot can a lot can be said about certain characters presentation and Roman Reigns carrying the company right now. I get all of that. Roman Reigns is on a different level, but I'm just saying like, if you want me to take uh, the, the matches seriously, one, you got to stop with all the fucking rematches, you know, and stop giving us the pay-per-view match 
you know, four times before we even get to the goddamn pay-per-view. You know, if you want your titles to mean something, don't have them featured until actual fucking pay-per-view matches. Jesus Christ. And speaking of championship, that brings us to the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. The Usos defeating the Mysterios. They give this 10 minutes 50 seconds. You know what? I can see... I, I, I see a Dominic Hill turn coming. Oh, no, no. I, 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 nope. Unless they go the cocky kid route... I just, I just, I don't see it because of who his dad is. I, I can't no, see No, I see him because uh, I see him feuding with uh, his dad. No. No? All right. That, that, would, that would shock me. All right. No, if it was anybody else, I would, I would say if it was Dominic versus anyone else, I could see that. But... Dominic having to kick his son's ass. You mean his father? Given the history of the Rey Mysterio character, that does that doesn't swing with me. All right, I right. uh, we'll, we'll see what they uh, what they do where they go with that. Uh, would you have anything on this match? I mean, look, was it a bad match? Absolutely not. But how many? Um, how many iterations of this match have we seen? One, we've seen the actual match several times. And two, you know, b- before the match even took place, this is what WWE does. They always have singles matches between all four of the combatants or whatever. I hate that. I hate that. And, and I just can't fucking stand that. If you want them to cut promos on each other, that's fine. If you want to have one match to tease the pay-per-view, that's fine. Don't do it four times in a row before you even get to the goddamn show, because then the pay-per-view match means absolutely nothing. All right. Moving on. And this this next match made me very angry. (laughs) All right. I'm happy. I'm happy that uh, Becky Lynch is back. But to just bring her back, throw her into a title match, okay? Right away, they killed Bianca Belair. She was in a program with Sasha Banks. They just took that away from her, and they gave it to Becky Lynch. So now we're going to get Becky and Sasha again. I don't, I don't understand this on so many different levels. And look, look, hold on. 26 seconds. Come on. That was a fucking joke. The that only was thing, atrocious. The only thing that I can think of, which which only makes the decision to give the title to Becky even worse, but the only thing that I can think of is because of the fact that Sasha couldn't wrestle for whatever reason, and trust me, there's more coming on that story because, you know, there, there always is. But... You know, so Sasha Banks, for whatever reason, couldn't wrestle at SummerSlam. She hadn't been able to appear on SmackDown in the previous weeks. So they felt it necessary to to bring back Becky much earlier than what was anticipated, as far as I 
understand from the reports that I've, I've read both before and after summers. Right. So, so now you have a situation where it's wonderful that Becky's back. I'm a huge Becky Lynch fan. Believe, believe me. Go yes, uh, your, your romance has been well documented on this podcast. <laughs> exactly, right? So I had no issue with Becky Lynch. But I, I wonder, did, did they do the did they do the 26 second match because Becky Lynch physically couldn't do much right now? Is she still recovering from being pregnant? Is she having issues getting in shape? I don't know. I'm I'm not I'm not saying anything anything against Becky Lynch, um, but. The idea to bring her in heel when she was the biggest face before she had a baby uh, is just ridiculous because everyone wants to cheer for Becky Lynch. I mean, come on. Wait, 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 wait. She's a heel. They brought her as a heel because yeah. I, didn't, I didn't get that. Look at the reaction she got from the crowd. Even well, though- well, look at how look at how she killed Sasha Banks in twenty six. I mean, not Sasha Banks, yeah, Bianca Belair, yeah, in twenty six seconds. I mean, a face couldn't do that. You know, so it, it, on so many different levels, that just made no sense whatsoever. And that, to to tell you the truth, to a certain extent, Elio, that really took me out of the pay per view itself. I was I was so disgusted. And um, far be it for me to agree with Nikki Bella, um, but um, they, they, someone interviewed uh, Nikki Bella after SummerSlam and said, you know, did you have a favorite moment uh, from SummerSlam? And she said, honestly, uh, after what happened with uh, Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch, I can honestly say I don't have a favorite moment and that very rarely happens but I'm just so confused and disappointed and uh, over how they handled that match uh, and and look I agree with her 100% um, that was just one of those mind-boggling situations because if you're going to do this, now granted you had a situation where Sasha Banks was injured, okay. But then do you have to make a decision that completely negates everything that you've done with Bianca Belair before and after WrestleMania? To me, what was the point of the WrestleMania match now? Because now the feud switches from Bianca Belair to, to Becky Lynch and Sasha. Mm-hmm. So so now, so so now what happens? Uh, Sasha and and Bailey become friends again to take on Becky and then have a singles match. Okay, Ooh, Bailey coming back as a face that could work. I mean, the, the crowd's gonna cheer for her when they, when she returns. Right, but I mean, like, because uh, the only thing I can think of, right, so bring Bailey back as a face or a heel, and then and then I guess you can have Sasha and Bianca as faces, but then again, 
why are we having them as faces? Because you've you've already teased. And to me, I'm just grasping at straws because this creative decision puts you in a situation where nothing you're going to do makes sense because the whole decision to take the belt off Sasha the way it was done was fucking asinine. It's one thing if she loses the belt after having a belt-to-belt classic, but that was just fucked up. Um, But, you know, it's just... What was... I? Maybe you have a thought, but what was the what was the point of everything that happened before and leading up to uh, up to and including WrestleMania if this was what was going to happen? What the hell? Yeah, I mean that the, she did. She won the Royal Rumble. She won WrestleMania, and now and now you bury her in twenty six seconds. For the purpose of bringing back Becky Lynch. Look, and I don't have an issue with Becky Lynch, but, you know, what the fuck was that presentation? Especially after the pop she received. The pop that she got when she came out does not lend itself to Becky Lynch being an effective heel. I'm sorry, it doesn't. So that's that's my thought process. And next we have oh oh and, and what and one more one more thing right I'm sorry I'm sorry to cut you off um but a- after after this other than other than Bianca and uh, other than Bianca who are the faces in the women's division now. <laughs> See, I, could, I, could, I can't even tell you. That's my point. That's <laughs> so that's how little this women's division means, and that's how much they screwed Bianca Belair because they were building Bianca Belair to be the centerpiece of the women's division. And look at what you just did. You were telling the story perfectly. From, I mean, WrestleMania was perfection. I mean, that match was awesome. Her father damn near jumped over the barricade. I mean, the guy was so excited. And I, I was so happy for them as human beings. Look, I don't have children, but I can imagine that if I was watching my child do that and, and succeed in her profession at the highest level, I can imagine that I'd be doing that for my kid, jumping jumping over shit and performing medical miracles in the process. Um, because you know I'm in a wheelchair and I shouldn't be jumping anywhere. <laughs> and, but it's, it's just um, you know. But where, where where do we go now? What's the point? And I, I'm so pissed off. And and I, I find myself in a very unfamiliar territory, agreeing with Nikki Bella. That's how extreme this situation has become. Oh, I saw you did there. Extreme, extreme rules. September twenty sixth. Exactly. <laughs> All right, that brings us to our next match. We have Drew McIntyre defeating Jinder Mahal. Beer and Shanky were banned from ringside. This got four minutes and 40 seconds. What, what the fuck was that? <laughs> I, I, I hope we're done with this because I really... 
I don't care about this feud. And no one cares about Junior Mahal. I mean, come on. And Drew McIntyre needs to go away and stop telling stories about his sword and whatever. And, and his his ancestry. I'm still trying to figure out how how he could possibly be in, be a descendant of Davy fucking Crockett. <laughs> <laughs> well, I found it on Ancestry.com. Oh, for, oh, for <laughs> God's sake! <laughs> oh God! <laughs> uh, then, then, then we uh, okay. From there, we have a triple threat match for the Raw Women's Championship: Charlotte Flair defeating Nikki Ash, and Rhea Ripley. This one got 13 minutes and four seconds. Uh, Charlotte Flair, your new champion. Uh, bullshit. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Um, who, who, who did you want? You wanted Nikki? Well, well, that's who I predicted, not that I wanted it. But no, but, no, but who, uh, out of these three, who would you want? Not uh, who not who you predicted, but who would you want as champion? Rhea Ripley, if they booked her more seriously. Well, that's why. Well, that, that's just it. That when she was champion... They booked her terribly, though. Well, then, but, but okay. This speaking of terrible fucking booking, and then I have to, um, and then I have to step aside real quick because I dropped something. Um, but um, I'll I'll leave I'll leave you to to go over the next match with this thought. So, um, on Monday night or last night. Charlotte Flair came out, cut her typical robotic promo, and she said once again that she was a 12 time champion. I'm sorry. Now, uh, uh, hold on. What, what was the number before uh, this? Well, the number before that was eight because they, well, I remember. They Wait a were, minute. How did we get from eight to 12? Because Where? remember they were they were re- revising history because before they revised it she was eleven, and then they revised it and said it was eight. <sighs> now, now it's back to twelve. Now look, well, we this shit is so stupid, ladies and gentlemen. There's there's no possible way that we can make this up. Now look, Oh, uh, my God. Okay, well, let me leave my co-host for just a second so he can digest that information, um, and I, I will be, I will be right back under the headset in just a minute. All right, now look, I'm not a math wizard, but I'm pretty sure that Charlotte Flair has had more, more than twelve championship reigns. How are we just going to forget her two NXT championship reigns? That is ridiculous. Okay, so that that brings us to our next match, but I I can't even with this. Our next one was uh, Edge defeating Seth Rollins. This match got 21 minutes and 15 seconds. This started off slow for me, but it picked up uh, mid-match, and I really like this match. I like the the 
DDT, uh, the entry game, Rollins, uh, the move from top rope was cool. Uh, everything about this match was great. The, the entrance was dope, the, you know. Oh, my God, the entrance, the brood entrance, and then he just stops in mid-aisle and he does his regular entrance with but the that, altar bridge. That was great. Yeah, that, that little mashup was awesome. Then we come to, okay, the Raw, the WWE Championship, Bobby Lashley defeating Goldberg by referee stoppage. This bench. Okay, wait, 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 uh, Before you even move forward, uh, yeah, what, see the hand? Oh, so when your hand goes up, my mouth goes shut. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, I'm going to seal. No, not your mouth. Trust me. I actually find you entertaining. Okay. I, I promise. I, this is not directed at you. I, I promise. No, I know. You. I'm joking. Okay. I'm doing the Miz. Now, allow, speaking of the Miz, allow me to steal a line from the Miz. When Goldberg comes out, allow me to step away from the fucking TV. I don't give a shit. So, in other words, when my hand goes up, that means we're talking about Goldberg, and I don't give a shit. Because, oh, my God. Did, did you see when he threw Bobby off the, um, off the top rope? He almost killed Bobby Lashley with that. This match was all Bobby Lashley because there's no way Goldberg can have a match over one minute. You see how, how early in the match he got blown up. Yeah, I mean, so one, at one point in the match, he, he almost dropped, I mean, he drops, um, you know, uh, Bobby Lashley and I'm, I'm almost hurt. Go go back to the point, point in the match, ladies and gentlemen, where where uh, Bobby's on the top rope. And and I don't know what Bobby Lashley's doing on the top rope. He's never on the top rope. Why would you be on the top rope against Goldberg? What the fuck? I don't think that's necessary in a Goldberg match unless your name is Rey Mysterio in this 1997. Whatever. And, but the other the other thing that was just I would have laughed if it didn't scare me so much. I swear to God. Um. Because there was another spot in the match where my heart stopped. Honest to God, I I stopped breathing for like two seconds. Because because Goldberg delivers a chop block to, to Lashley, and he lands on his own head. Goldberg lands on his own (laughs) <laughs> Goldberg lands on his own head after delivering a chop block. And did you see when MP3 uh, got him in the leg? Is he a, <laughs> see, not, he, not, he, he, not he, he, MP3. This is, this I said is MVP. Uh, oh, okay. You see when MVP got him in, got him in the leg with the cane? Yeah, like he he stood there for like thinking. Then he remembered that uh, he got hit with the cane and he went down. Yeah, it was so stupid. But I'm still trying to figure out from an anatomical perspective 
If you hit your opponent with a chop block, how in the hell do you land on your own head? Oh my god, kill me now. You want to know what the answer is? What's the answer? The answer is, that happens when your name is Bill Goldberg and you're 54 years old and have no business being in a fucking professional wrestling ring. You know what, Bill? I want you to go back to Goldberg's garage and I want you to teach Gage how to put the fucking engine in your Corvette. Because... Because I'm going to be buying a Cor- Corvette in, in, in another year or two, okay? So I'm very interested in Corvettes. You're going to be bad. Are you serious? Are you being serious? Yeah. So I got to ask This is off. off. I got to ask you, do you drive? Or? No, but my, my dad does. We go on rides all the time. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I'm saying because uh, when I was going to school, this this one uh, this one guy was in a wheelchair, but he had his own uh, van. He used to drive to school. He had like this lift that used to this little ramp. They used to lift him up into the van, and then like he had everything all set up in there. Yeah, well, I get I could actually do that if I didn't have a sorrow reflex. Like if a if a horn honked, I would die because like my my knees would be in my mouth. You know, I I, I, I I don't think that that has anything to do with the CP itself. That presents its own challenges. But like my sorrow reflex is terrible. Just just ask your mother and how she almost shattered my knee live on the air <laughs> in, in the early days of this podcast. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, that went part. What the hell? Gage just like runs his ring and attacks Lashley. What the hell? Yeah, Aren't they always going on about uh, the fans are not uh, keeping fans away from the ring? And like, and then they have Gage. Like, this could have been anyone. Yeah, who, they, who they've openly acknowledged as being 15 years old and he's going to beat down Bobby Lashley. What the fuck? <laughs> and then they're like, uh, MVP. In Bobby's defense, he didn't know that that was Gage. Yeah. That was another eye-rolling moment. <laughs> okay, and that, that brings... But, 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 but no, no, no. Before we move on, okay, let me just bring up one more point. Okay? So, Bobby Lashley wins, which means technically, technically... Um, this, this should mean that, uh, that, um, Goldberg only has, like, one or two matches left on his deal. Oh, God. But then again, but then, then again, right? So, it looks like this match, or this feud with Lashley is going to continue. No, no, Because, because of the attack on Gage, which leads me to the question... We know that um, that Goldberg is going to have an extended absence. So, what's the point of coming back and then reminding us months later that he attacked Gage? Like, wouldn't you be pissed off about your kid and come back the, the next night and kick his ass or something? You don't wait months if someone attack. Like the the storytelling from that perspective, well, be along the fact that. 
Goldberg sucks in the ring. We understand that. But just think about the flawed storytelling in this scenario. You're going to wait months to come back and get your revenge on somebody that kicked your son's ass. And by the way, he, he openly proclaimed on, on air that he was going to kill Bobby Lashley, but yet he wasn't there last night. Oh, we're going to see a mur- we're going to see a murder being committed. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not it's not going to be Goldberg, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to be the reincarnation of New Jack. <laughs> the next time Goldberg steps back in the ring, Ben. Yeah, I'm not a young man anymore. I can't take all this crap. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm I'm right there with you, man. I mean, I I have I have gray developing in my hair, and I'm 33. But to be fair, you're older than me because I called you a grumpy old man, a grumpy old 33 year old man. Well, now, <laughs> but 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 see, but after discussing Goldberg. Don't you understand why I'm grumpy? Yes, I I hear I understand now. So why don't we move on to the final match of the evening? God, okay. For the Universal Championship, Roman Reigns defeats John Cena. They gave this twenty three minutes. This was a good. I mean, this was a good good match. I don't think it was. Fantastic, but it's good. Uh, let me see what I gave it here on my scorecard. Because we, we have our own scorecard that we keep, and then we uh, rate the entire show. What we do is we give it from one to four, say, because we never we rarely do five. Then we take um, the number of matches on the card, and we divide it we like we add up our scores and then we divide it by the number of matches on the card to get the average. Right. So what I yeah I gave this a three a three. It was a good match, not a great match. Yeah, I don't I don't think it was on the level of the previous. But what, what about the ending though? <laughs> Brock Lesnar. That, that was a that was a that was a good ending. Now hold on. When I when I when I when I first looked at him, I'm like. I, I didn't know who that was. I'm like, this. I said, Brock, I couldn't, it didn't look like him. Well, well he looked so much better. <laughs> yeah. He, he looks younger. He looks, he looks bigger. I mean, good. I mean, good, good God. I mean, I don't know how you make Brock Lesnar look bigger, but Mike, but he somehow he pulled it off. All right. So, Ben, that's SummerSlam. Um, what do you give this show out of one to five? I would give it a 2.8. 2.8, okay. I didn't like this show at all. I gave it a 1.6. That makes a lot no, that makes a lot of sense. The only reason why it got bumped up a little bit was because of um, you know Seth Rollins versus Edge, uh Damian Damian Priest and Sheamus, and I thought the main event was solid, or I thought the returns were cool, um, but you know, before Becky's got fucked up by the whole Bianca booking disaster. Now we're gonna flip things around. We're gonna look at NXT TakeOver 36. 
Yes, and ladies and gentlemen, we will be we will be right back with the uh, NXT Takeover Thirty Six review after a very quick break. We'll be right back. All right, so NXT Takeover Thirty Six, Ben, which was which I felt was much better than SummerSlam. Um, now you know, hold I, on, hold on, before you go on, um. The, the, the kickoff because I know you don't watch kickoff so I'll take the kickoff for you right cool so we had one match we had Ridge Holland defeating Trey Baxter after asking you what do you think about Ridge Holland well I haven't seen enough of him to render that much from the big and I mean I think he has a potential you know but he got hurt you know pretty early on and uh, was out for a long time, and now they're just building him back up, you know? Um, excuse me. I have, but I had to wonder why, um, why it was just a one, a one minute and a 40 second squash. Uh, well, I guess it's to make him look strong because I've been following this guy from NXT UK, and I've never really been a big fan because. I don't really get his character, but I just find him to be kind of boring. So for me, this match was just there. Yeah. So that's uh, the only match on the kickoff show. I mean, why they do a kickoff show? But then go on. Let's get into the main show. So um, for for first up, I don't think I have ever in the history of this show, and we've been doing this show for almost three years. It'll be three years, September seventh. In all that time, I don't think I have ever done this bad on a prediction show as I did with this pay-per-view. Holy Lord. Hold on, did you pick LA Knight for uh, the first match? Yeah, I did. Okay, yeah, so did I. Because I I thought that they would have some fun with with the million-dollar man being the million-dollar butler. I really did. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it, it, make, it makes perfect sense for Grimes to win because this is their third face-off. So I'm not saying it doesn't make sense. But given where they were going with the comedy-based storyline, I, I really I really thought they would have gone in the direction of at least briefly making DiBiase uh, Knight's Butler. All right. Um. So this was this was a this was kind of a, of a good match. I mean, I don't I don't think it, it was great. It went on a little too long, and they they really do focus um, like on comedy bits a little too much. Uh, but I guess that's the one drawback of um, of Grimes's character, but. Having said that, Grimes is really has really grown on me. Mm-hmm. Um, I love his finisher. Uh, the cave-in is really cool, and it was really cool to see uh, uh, to see DiBiase lock lock on the Million Dollar Dream to uh, LA Knight outside the ring. So, so there were some really uh, cool moments. And you see LA Knight, he, he went into the championship into the ring right in front of the referee. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 Why'd you do that? But 
But to um to the referee's credit, she caught it right away. So no, I know I'm just I'm, I'm just saying like why would you do that? You throw it in the ring right in front of the referee. <laughs> well, that's that's because LA Knight's not the smartest guy. <laughs> um, but you know, that's neither here nor there. Um, you know, he's a he's a he's a Maryland boy just like me, so I'm not gonna talk too much shit on uh, LA Knight. So, um, but the the second match um, was one I was um, very much looking forward to, and this did not disappoint. Holy crap, this was a good match. You, you like this match? Yes, very much yeah, so. I did as well. I thought this was a good match. I absolutely loved it, and um, Raquel... I, I will not lie to, to you when Raquel Gonzalez first came in and they were doing the, the China comparisons, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. That, that's setting her up to fail. I mean, physically, I can see it, but, like, I figured that the, it was setting her up to fail because, you know, China is a, that's a big shadow to be in um, for such a, you know, young woman in uh you know in pro wrestling but um so i'm not sure that i'm getting china get china vibes anymore from raquel um she seems to have a bit more to offer uh than china did especially in the ring um i i think i think china was more a character uh, than the than uh, raquel so, but, um, but man, I just, there was one spot where, um, where it really, uh, where it really made me cringe, I will say. So, um, Kai went, um, Kai was the recipient of an alley-oop bomb from Gonzalez, which, she went ribs first into the ropes and all the way to the outside and good god i mean, I mean it's a it's a miracle she didn't break her ribs i i i i really i really don't like um ropes used in that capacity um because because i just think it's dangerous and i get flashbacks so like Enzo and Mori almost getting decapitated. Um, this one wasn't as bad, but it was still like, ugh. Um, next up Hold on. was... You said everything right, but you got one thing wrong. What's that? It's Raquel Gonzalez. I had to. Go on. Okay. Well, clearly, 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 somebody has a crush on Raquel Gonzalez, and I can't say I blame you for that one. Um, but um, uh, next up was the match of the fucking year. Okay, hold on. Take, can you take a guess at what I gave this match? A five. A close enough. I gave it a four and a half. This match. I mean, I I thought they were gonna have a real difficult time, um, you know, no. 
I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why I gave it some four and a half because it was uh, it was a great match, but it wasn't as good as their first match. I gave that one a five. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, I I can see that. I definitely, um, you know, I'm not gonna disagree with you there. Um, but um, man, this was definitely the match of uh, 2021. So. When they were calling it the match of the year, I mean, I definitely agree. Um, this was just, and once again, you know, I got this one wrong. I had Walter winning. Not that I couldn't see Ilya Dragunov winning, especially after a two-year, um, you know, reign and this being their second match. Um, but, you know, with the, with the size difference being what it was and just the overall dominance of, of Walter's presentation. Um, but, um, you know, but I will say, you know, when I, when I, the first time I saw Dragunov on NXT UK, I mean, goddamn, I was invested in him instantly. And I can't say. That was that when. About, that was when. Um, oh, I, I don't, I don't know. It was, it was, it was, it was like in the lead up, um, to their first match. All right. Yeah. That was, uh, yeah, that was around the time I started. I, I'd been following since he first, uh, showed up, but we weren't, I wasn't sure about this guy at first though. Um, but, um, but my God, Il- Ilya Dragunov, I mean, did you did you see the blood blisters on his shoulders? Ow! I mean, the the velocity of of Walter's chops just scared the. You couldn't pay me enough money to take that shot. Ben, I, I, how, how how old would you say Dragonoff is? Twenty six, twenty seven. He's twenty seven years old. Well, and, and I'll tell you what, he's not, he's not going to struggle in life very much. <laughs> not, not anymore. Not with the, not with the talent that he has. I mean, good God. Um, but, um, you know, I, I found it funny given the violent nature of the match, you know, how they kept saying that, you know, his, his son Constantine is asleep right now. I'm like, yeah, I bet he is. I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think that uh, a little four-year-old wants to see his daddy get beat up like this. Um, <laughs> but uh, I mean, I feel like I'm not doing the match justice with what I'm saying here. But believe you me, this match was fucking amazing. I mean, they beat the living. Shh shit out of each other this is the rare this is the rarity where i can honestly say that this match did not feel like a wrestling match this felt like a legitimate fight (laughs) and and that is something that is that is sorely lacking from today's uh professional wrestling presentation just because of its produced and overly glossy nature but this one just oh my God. But the one, I will say, there was one thing that I, I did not like, and that was having Walter tap. Just like that? No. That, but that's the one thing I did not like. 
but every, but everything else was spot on. Um, uh, next up, uh, we have Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole. And, so I'm tired uh, of this feud. Well, it looks like Adam Cole is on his way out of uh, WWE because from what I read earlier today, according to Pro Wrestling Insider, he he left after Okay, okay. I, I have to have to have to have a story to tell you. This is relating to Adam Cole, okay? Yeah. Now, of course, as I mentioned, I follow a lot of uh, wrestling uh, content on TikTok. Now, did right. you see see saw that picture of CM Punk with Britt Baker, Britt Baker, right? Yes. Someone posted that on TikTok, and they were like, "Adam Cole's not gonna be too happy about this." I'm like, "Oh my god!" I'm like, "It's just a picture." Like, seriously, you guys, you guys are so yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. And then, and then, not, uh, to, not to mention, CM Punk has a beautiful wife himself. And and that 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 just someone saying, "What if, what if we?" And then uh, I read that Britt Baker would is up to for facing AJ Lee in a mixed tag team match. With her and a call against Punk and AJ. Oh, that would that would be awesome. So, could we be seeing AJ Lee uh, close behind now that Punk's back? Uh, well, I I mean I wouldn't be opposed to it. I mean I always liked AJ Lee. No, that's think, what I'm saying. Because I I, I, would, think, I wouldn't mind seeing her back. I think she um I think she has her own endeavors going on. Um, that she's really passionate about, but I I wouldn't say no to. Yep. Eventually seeing AJ Lee again. So like, so I thought I threw it in there, like uh, just another example of what what's wrong with wrestling fans today. Oh my god, they're so they're so fucking stupid. Uh, and Cole's gonna be happy about this. And, and, the, and the guy, the guy, the guy who posted the picture on his TikTok, he always does. He's like, I guarantee you, he's a neckbeard asshole. Oh. God, like, okay, just stop. <laughs> so I thought I'd just throw that in there since we're talking about Adam Cole. Exactly. Now, this was a good match, um, but it was, I don't think it was great uh, by any stretch of the imagination. One, because it was um, the, the way that they handled the first and third fall was really weird. The first fall was entirely too quick um, in favor of Kyle O'Reilly. Not that I'm surprised Kyle O'Reilly got the first fall because he picked the stipulation and stuff like that. I get that. But just having a roll-up, you know, off of a failed uh, Panama Sunrise by Adam Cole, I don't like roll-ups as a finish anymore. It's... It's just like way overplayed, and then the third the third fall just felt really rushed to me. Uh, so the the first and the first and third fall um, didn't do anything for me, and the the prolonged break between the second and third fall uh, with the with the medical team checking on uh, Kyle was just very awkward. And, um, you know, I thought the whole point of a, of a two out of three falls match was like, 
you know, back-to-back kind of thing. No, I, no, I can understand I'm giving uh, the wrestlers a chance to breathe, but I just felt like it was um, too procrastinated of a, of a wall between the second and third fall. For me, I just, I just sat, back, sat back and watched. I wasn't really feeling this match. It was just there for me. It was okay. It wasn't the greatest because I'm, I, I'm just like done with the, was done with this feud. I thought we'd seen it at the end of this feud, the last pay-per-view. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's one of those things where I'm never going to complain about a match between the two of them, but it's like we've seen so many of them. But no, not not like back to back to back to back to back. Yeah. Exactly. All right. We got next. And then the main event um, was very disappointing to me. Um, this was, of course, Canadian Cross versus um, uh, Samoa Joe. And believe me, I have uh, plenty to say about Canadian uh, Cross when we get to the Raw review, ladies and gentlemen. Joe with a muscle buster for the win. <laughs> Man, I, I haven't seen a muscle buster since uh, since Tyson Kidd broke his neck. That was a that was a very uh, surprising situation, um, but yeah, I I was not impressed um, with this match one because it was it was so predictable um, to me given the fact that uh, Karrion is on the main roster. I, you know, it's it's funny. I actually went back and I was I was listening to uh, um, the prior episode that we put up before this and um i i actually did not offer a prediction um for samoa joe and Karen cross and that was i'm I'm sure sure we could guess what your prediction was though well yeah i mean but it it was obviously samoa joe based on the fact that i was ranting about uh you know Karen cross's presentation on raw um so and just the way that he's been Booked. I mean, the fact that the fact that he was bought up before he he uh, you know before he finished the feud with uh, Joe was fucking ridiculous. Um, well, the, his whole his whole presentation on uh, Monday Night Raw has been fucking ridiculous. Hence the reason why I forgot to make a prediction in the first place because I was I've been so enraged. Um, but you know, it, this match, I was just completely taken out of this situation, um, just from the bullshittery that we've seen leading into it. Um, you know, and, and it's not, uh, it's, it's not that either one of these guys are bad. I mean, it, but they, they weren't on top of their game and, and I'm going to get, uh, you know, uh, further into this, um, but it's just, where the fuck is Scarlet? I mean, r- really? She is so critical to the Carrying Cross presentation, and the fact that she wasn't even at TakeOver, it's just like, what the hell is going on there? So I... You know, I hate to say this because Samoa Joe's one of my favorite wrestlers, but it, it just got to the point that by the time the main event came around, I didn't care because I want to be invested in Karrion Cross. I love Karrion Cross, 
But just the way that he's being treated right now, it's just it completely takes my interest out of him. And uh, with that being said, that is the review for uh, NXT TakeOver. Um, Elio, what would you give this show out of five? I give it a 2.6. I would give it a 2.9. We're being a little harsh, but for good good reason, I think. Now... (laughs) Uh, we're going to move on to Monday Night Raw. And before we do, uh, there, they had a dark match. And you know what? I'm looking at the website, ProFightDB.com. Right. Holy crap. WB was busy last night with the tapings. Here's a list of the tapings, okay? Monday Night Raw. All right. Main event. Two episodes of 205 Live. And NXT, which I believe is tonight's NXT. Well, well, here's my question. And, and I mean no disrespect by this. This is dead serious. Why, why do main event and 205 Live exist? And then they totally kill 205 Live off. <laughs> yeah. I mean... Especially well, you with know that what? You last, know what? Last round of releases. Out of curiosity, I want to see what these two shows had. So here's what we had on episode um, 244 of 205 Live. Grayson Walker defeating Andre Chase and Eichmann Jiro defeating Trey Baxter. The only, the only two names I've heard of is Eichmann Jiro and... Uh... Eichmann Jiro, okay. And who and Trey Baxter? Yeah. Episode 245 had Amari Miller defeating Cora Jade and Joe Gacy defeating Josh Briggs. What's Joe Gacy doing on 205 Live? Get Joe Gacy the fuck off 205 <laughs> Live. That, that pisses me off because I've, I've heard of him on the Independence. Joe Gacy is a fucking murderer. Get, oh God, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, now we just have to move on because if if we don't, I'm I'm gonna go on a rant regarding two or five bucks. What the fuck? It's gonna add forty five minutes to the show. What the fuck? At least tell me, Joe Gacy won. Yeah, I just said he beat Josh Briggs. Oh, okay. Okay, well, I, I'm sorry. I was distracted by my rage. <laughs> oh, God. Why? Get Joe Gacy the fuck away from 205 Live. I gotta say, with the last name, like, Gacy, like... Yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, they, they, wanted to, they wanted to stay away from... Uh, you know, from um, oh god, what was the what what was the guy's name with the um with the with the with the Florida shootings? Oh, god. oh. you know what I'm talking about. Um, I'm not gonna look it up, but there was there was a there was a, a situation on with Cruz. Cruz, okay, with, with Apollo Cruz, they took 
they took Cruz off of, of, of Apollo because Cruz was the name of an active shooter in um, in Florida at a Florida high school. Oh, this just um, happened. They took. They just no, took his name. No, no. This was this was two or, two or three years ago at this point. But my no, no name, for for Apollo, for right. Cruz. Well, well, this was several years ago that they took his name off and then gave it back. But they took oh, all right, they okay. took Cruz away from him because they didn't want him associated with. Um, you know, the active shooter in Florida, whatever. I, I don't know. But so so they take they take the name away from Hollow Cruz, but yet Joe Gacy still has his name. Yeah, if you if you look at this real name, his real name is Joseph Ruby. Ruby? Ruby. Okay, Jack, well, Jack, well not... Jack Ruby. Oh god. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So we go from from Jack Ruby to fucking uh, what to William Gacy? Good Lord, holy crap! Or not William Gacy, John Gacy. It's just fucking ridiculous. There's there. I mean. WWE's gonna check with their part with their partners on Peacock after that one. Oh boy. Okay, so let's get There's into literally that. a documentary on a serial killer named John Wayne Gacy. Yeah, I, mean, I saw it. I saw it. <laughs> so, did, so did I. That's why I bring it up. But um so I I just went to do that uh so Monday Night Raw had a dark match. So okay. One dark match on Monday Night Raw before you go on with your report. Keith Lee defeats Ruben Iglesias. Yeah, I, uh, maybe they're trying to get him back in ring shape. I don't know. I I do I do know that he had a serious health scare. Um. So, but yeah. So, so I don't. So I don't Ben, know. on yeah. with you. On with your report. This show sucks. Oh boy. This show makes me so angry. It, there's not one redeeming part of the show. Do you oh I swear on my grandmother's grave, God rest her lovely soul. Oh boy. <laughs> I, I no, my dog is named after her. She she was she she's a lo- she was a lovely woman. Okay. But I I I I, pro- I promise you on her life, if I didn't have this podcast, I would not watch Monday Night Raw. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the final episode of the PNC Baker Shimmering Podcast. No, it's not. Fuck off. Um, don't even joke about that. Because I, I, I mean, I could do this show for five more years. That, or, you know, I'm just I, messing with you. Go we're on. gonna, we're gonna be on the air for a long fucking time. Trust me. Yeah, don't worry about it. We're not going anywhere. Well, I just worry because you're so, you're significantly older than me, so I don't want you getting any ideas in your dotage. <laughs> <laughs> you know. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> look, look, look it up, folks. Look it up. I'm an educated man. Um, 
But the, you know what makes me lose IQ points? <laughs> what? Monday night motherfucking raw. There okay. is there is not one redeeming quality out on this show outside of Matt Riddle and Randy Orton. My but the, the two as you fit, there's not one redeeming quality. Is well, that the only? Just, that's the only one. Yes. This okay. sh- this show is a study in low points, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Go a, ahead. A study in suckery. <laughs> I mean, this show sucks the very life force from my soul. It is. It is the reason why I have gray hair. Why do we have such short matches? Two matches here are like a minute and twenty, or a minute and twenty. Because they don't know how to. Because Bruce Prichard and Vince McMahon and Nick Cameron don't know how to book professional wrestling. They don't. Okay, go on. It's just absolutely stupid. Okay, so. So the evening starts off with a promo from Bobby Lashley, which leads to the first match, Bobby Lashley versus Damian Priest, because Damian Priest, and I I want you to pay attention to this, Damian Priest came out after, after Bobby Lashley Cut a show opening promo looking for his next challenger for the WWE Championship. Um, uh, as I'm as I'm pounding my fist into my head trying to remember, um, because Monday Night Raw kills so many of my brain cells. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Elio, but um, on SummerSlam 48 hours ago, uh, less than 24 hours uh, from Monday Night uh, from Monday Night Raw. Uh, didn't uh, Damian Priest win the um, United States Championship from Sheamus? Yeah. So what the fuck is he doing in contention for the, for WWE title? What the fuck is going on here? This is a good question because I was I was gonna say, well, I mean. Wrestlers have held more than one championship at one time or another, but yeah, that's but, a that's but, a good question. I mean, come on, you, 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 you take this guy from Bad Bunny to, to feuding with with the uh, and part of feuding with the Miz for a fucking year, including a fucking trip stick and rubber ducks. <laughs> yeah, you know, we'll get to we'll get to um, the Miz oh. and John Morrison in a second. But although although Damian Priest and Lashley, this could have been a good match if they didn't have no the, the disqualification. I I think it could have been a good one. Do you see me freaking out on camera? Because you are preaching to the choir. If I could give you a standing ovation without falling on my ass. I would, because the point you made was wonderful. Bobby Lashley versus Damian Priest is a goddamn interesting contest. Yep. What do they do with it? Absolutely nothing. It lasted one minute and 16 seconds and ended in a DQ because Drew McIntyre came down. What the fuck is You know, and, and, and here... And, and here lends itself to another question. 
Um, Elio, do you have any interest in seeing Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley again? Nope. We already saw it. I don't know how many times, so I'm done. And by the way, I have a question, though. What? What does the Drew McIntyre have to do with Sheamus? Uh, he was just feuding with Jinder Mahal 48 hours ago. Uh, well, yeah, but Sheamus and Drew have long-standing history. I, you know, whatever. So wait, did they, they never finish their program? or? Well, apparently they did. I don't fucking know. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> this, this show sucks. Okay? <laughs> like, literally, ladies and gentlemen, I, uh, I swear on my life, I have never ingested a mind-altering substance... <laughs> Of my own volition in my life. But this show makes me feel as if I am on some high-grade premium fucking drugs. <laughs> this, this, I mean, good God. I don't know what's happening here. Okay, go on. So... <clears throat> So as I wrap my head around this latest interruption, as if as if I could care any less, uh, McIntyre's interruption leads to a Teddy Long special. Player, player, player. Oh, by the way, uh, while you were on break, I was watching and this. They 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 started the tag team match. I hate when they do this. They go to commercial, they come back, it's not even announced. It just right away they throw it to a tag team match. This was made official during the break. And on top of that, ladies and gentlemen, so so let's let's back up because this this does bear um bear credence on match one and match two. So to start off the show, as I said, Bobby Lashley came out to his full entrance theme and, and then got into the confrontation with Priest that, that would seemingly set up the first match, right? But here's the problem. Bobby Lashley is in a suit while he's cutting his opening promo. Doesn't that present a problem? Because now you have to cut to commercial, let him change, and then you bring him out again to his entrance theme talking about Bobby Lashley. We know you just cut 15 minutes worth of TV time building this shit. And then we get two of these matches because one wasn't enough for you. I, I don't I don't need WWE to book two matches when they can't even book one decent fucking match on Monday Night Raw. What are they doing? You know, is has Bruce Prichard borrowed some stash from Matt Riddle? <laughs> what the fuck is happening here? And and I'll get into that later in the later in the show, ladies and gentlemen, because there's more. As if your evening couldn't possibly get any worse. Okay, right? So this this is what kills me. This is what absolutely just murders my heart. Why, why in the hell do we need a recap 
of everything that happened with Eva Marie and Piper Devin, because I shall not call her Dewdrop. Eva Marie! I just... So then we get more of this, because there's a backstage segment where, uh, um, I forget her name, uh, uh, Mackenzie Mitchell, I think. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, where she was interviewing, um, uh, I shall not call her Doudra. Um, Hold on, is it Mackenzie Mitchell or is it Sarah Schreiber? It's one of the two. Go on. I, I don't. I don't know. All all due respect, that's not really important. At the yeah, go on. Present. That's why I said go on. Um. So, so she's talking about this, and then, um, even Ray comes up to, and just attacks her out of nowhere with a with a backstage production crate. One, you know, one of those God. big black boxes, and I just uh. I, I I can't describe to you the level of pain that I am in watching this shit. <laughs> and as if as if my body, my heart, and my soul hadn't had enough pain during the first two, during the first forty five minutes or so of Monday Night Raw. Here comes Karrion Cross. For his match against Ricochet in match number three on Monday Night Raw. And it, oh, yeah, speak and, on this because uh, this one's been getting a lot of negative reviews. Uh, his his uh, entrance gear. And for good reason, ladies and gentlemen, because I am so confused. Now, now can I regale you with a story briefly? Okay. To to set this up. All right. Because it's more entertaining than what I have to talk about after the fact. Okay. So for years, I have been made fun of by my family, predominantly my brother, for liking professional wrestling, largely oh. because largely because of the lack of clothing worn by muscular oily, whatever kind of men that my brother likes to discuss. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I've, I've always agreed with him. I don't want to hear his gay jokes regarding professional wrestling because, you know, I don't, you know, I don't want to have those images while I'm watching a professional wrestling match. I, I, already got enough of, I already got enough of that with the Iron Sheik and Hulk Hogan in the end, you know, and in the 80s. We're good. Saw that. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> um, so, so I, I've, I've always agreed with my brother that the, the, the outfits need some help, at least wear some pants or something. Athletic shorts, just don't wear what you wear and have oil <laughs> on yourself. I don't care. And then, you know, um, Luke Gallows is very fond of body oil, and I always have to, I always have to, you know, see that on Facebook or whatever because we're friends. We have mutual friends. I don't give a fuck. I, I, I've had enough nightmares regarding the attire of professional wrestling for a variety of reasons, whether it be my brother or whether it just be my exposure to professional wrestling for 30 years. 
But, but then here comes Karrion Cross for his match against Ricochet, aforementioned on this riveting episode of Monday Night Raw. And what is he wearing? Not the same attire he was wearing last time for Samoa Joe, because Samoa Joe wouldn't have wrestled him if Karrion Cross came out wearing what he was wearing on Monday Night Raw. Uh-uh. Because he was wearing what looked to be an SM mask. Oh, no. <laughs> I oh. swear to God. Oh. <laughs> In addition to that. Um, he was wearing these leather, like, like suspender things. I, I swear, ladies and gentlemen, he looks like a cross between the Basham Brothers, Axe and Smash, and fucking a, 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 a porno. Or so. It was disgusting. It was, I mean, and, and then... And then you had the suspenders on him. My, my, my God, what kind of perverted Steve Urkel shit are we watching here? <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't care. But aside from the, the comedy to keep myself from crying, um, I'm, I'm very confused. This does not add to his look. Ben. Yeah. Hold on. Is this what I'm seeing here? Is that it? Uh, hold on, let me pull you back up on screen. Uh, Get a better look. Um, yeah. Yes. What is that? What <laughs> I mean, you know, he looks like it, it looks like a cross between Steve Urkel and 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 just a and. Shredder. I don't understand. Apparently, he got some fashion advice from Kevin Nash from 1992. I don't know. That is terrible. <laughs> Jeez, what the fuck? It's, it's fucking atrocious. He, he, he looks, he looks oh, like oh, a, here's, a, here's another. Um, another. Another from another angle. I, I I know it, it looks like it looks like a cross between a stormtrooper and a silver shredder. I swear. I, oh, that looks disgusting. Okay, go on. That looks. Uh, I just uh, have to look this up. Or what? Uh, not not stormtrooper. I'm stupid. Uh, you know the 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 red guards from Star Wars. The I don't know what they're called, but the ones that dress all in red. It's okay, that's what wrestling does to you. It makes you stupid. It's what Rod well, does, especially with with this going on. Um, and I, I I would like to break this down a little bit a little bit uh, more because I thought I, I thought I had enough um, bondage experiences when I was exposed to um, the Fashion Brothers and Shaniqua back in two thousand four. Apparently not, ladies and gentlemen, because this is what we're getting. I want you to think about this, right? So, so before we get into this, let me ask you a question: Was anything I said about the about the BDSM stuff 
uh, and looking like like a creepy porno situation. Was any of that out of place in this given situation? No, that looks looks weird. That looks... uh, (laughs) Okay. That's disturbing. Okay, so it's... (laughs) Yes, it is. On a variety of levels. But so, it looks like a triple X situation. And yet, what is WWE rated? I don't know. Uh, PG. P, uh, oh, okay. P, I thought they went back to TV 14 or something. Okay. Or, uh, or no. they, were they just talking about that? Oh, my God. Okay. Can, you, can you imagine little Johnny or little Sally asking, Mommy, what is Canyon Cross wearing? <laughs> <laughs> This shit sucks. Bring back Scarlet Pronto. Get rid of the fucking suspenders. That puts the, that that. Oh, don't even get me started on on the suspenders. It look with with that addition, he looked like a fucking. You know, I, I he looked like a. Porn- pornographic version of Pinocchio's master. What's his name? Um, oh, jeez, your <laughs> No. <laughs> yeah. <What>? <laughs> just, <laughs> and, then, and then during this match, the suspenders snap. Oh, no. So I'm guessing, <clears throat> you know, God damn, the last thing we need is a, is a wardrobe malfunction with someone dressed as a, as a BDSM performer. <laughs> this is just not a good look for Monday Night Raw. <laughs> How did this... And then, and then, you're going to get the biggest kick out of this. Let me see, let me see if I can uh, pull this report up. Because, because I found a uh, reported reason for um for Karen Cross's updated presentation. Let oh me, please, me, uh, please tell me. I'm you know I'm ser- I'm seriously curious as to why uh, they why they did this to him. Yeah, so let me let me look this up um while I'm uh, while I'm thinking about it. Um That's just... yeah, yes it is. yes it is. I yeah. I I very much share your. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna actually look it up myself too here. I very much share your pain. Let us just. Uh, Reason pull- for. Okay. Uh, here, here it is. Right. So, um, a- Andrews Andrew Zarian. I'm sorry, what, um, are you, what are you looking at? This is from 411 Mania. Okay. Coming from Andrew Zarian of the Matt Men podcast. Okay. And he quoted his backstage source as saying, and I quote, everything and everyone must be marketable. Toys, shirts, imaging, and accessories. You That's need unmarketable. To- you need to stand out to, to sell, and this is how no. they sell. Um, okay. Do you want to break this down, or should I? This is not the way to stand out. What is wrong with 
You know, do, do you really want to market this to children? Because WWE is is marketed toward children, is it not? Yes. That's the entire purpose of Monday Night Raw at this point, or weekly WWE television for that matter. Um, I highly doubt you want your children exposed to this. I don't need my niece walking in. Ooh, I don't need when my brother's up here visiting <laughs> for, for my niece to walk in and I'm watching Raw and I see Karen Cross dressed like that. You know, I I wouldn't even I wouldn't even want anyone to see me watching that. I mean, I I'd, I'd I'd rather get caught watching an actual porno than get caught watching that. On Monday Night Raw. Tony, my heart can't take this anymore. <laughs> well, and for good reason. But it's just, someone needs to explain me the logic of, of marketing shirts, imaging, and accessory from a guy that looks like the SNM version of Steve Urkel you, on you, Monday Night Raw. You know who it is? It's not Bruce Pritchard. Bruce Pritchard's just part of the problem. It's more Kevin Dunn because any anything that Kevin Dunn says, Vince does. Well, the same the same can be said for Bruce Pritchard, but nonetheless. Well, well, no, where Bruce has to like convince Vince, but if Kevin Dunn says it, Vince goes along. Well, I'm sure that because I I know people that have been in w, that have worked in WWE, so like they know like. Yeah, they know. That's just who? Uh, the the guy that, that hosts the other show I do, he was part of the. He knows uh, Kevin Dunn and such. Okay, well that's interesting. Who and who's this guy you do the other show with that work for WWE? His name is, his name is Tony Diaz. Okay, um, no, that's interesting. I I. I honestly did not know he had a legitimate association with WWE. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he used to be there. He was a part of. He was the flag bearer for Los Periquas. Oh, oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I know who you're talking about now. Um, God, we go way back. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, but move, moving on because I'm I'm terrified to even think about carrying across in bondage here. Um, <laughs> but here, let me get the review back up. Here we go. Um, next up, we have Moist TV. Kill me now. And with, what did I what did I tell you last week? Didn't I tell you? Then I ask you, are they positioning John Morrison to become a face? Well, y- yes, and they, and they finally pulled that off because uh, the Miz attacked Morrison after Miz TV because they had a they had a match between the Miz and um, and. Uh, Xavier Woods. Woods, yes. And then after By the way, that, segment, that segment at SummerSlam was atrocious. Well, well, yeah, that but this segment with Logan was worse, if you can believe that. But what, what's but, his fascination with Logan Paul? 
I don't know. WWE is trying to get any sort of attention they can. They don't care what kind of attention it is. But to to this crowd's credit, and I, I forget where Monday Night Raw emanated from. Uh, Last night. Okay, but to San Diego's credit, they booed the ever-loving shit out of uh, out of uh, Logan Paul. Good. And I was so proud of San Diego in that in that particular moment, and I I felt bad because they've had to sit through Monday Night Raw at this point, but at least they showed up to express their displeasure toward Logan fucking Paul. Please get him and Jake away from WWE as soon as possible. I don't care who they are fighting. Oh, and by the way, uh, this goes out to Jake Paul. I hope Tyron Woodley whooped your ass, and I'm gonna look that up after this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the Paul brothers and get I don't I don't have an issue with them as individuals or whatever. I don't know them. I don't care. They're big YouTubers. I don't give a fuck. I've never seen them before. Don't you know? I couldn't care less. But you don't belong in professional wrestling. Get get the fuck out of the ring. Bring Mike Tyson back. I mean, good God. I mean, I I would take John Stewart over Logan fucking Paul. Because at least at least John Stewart had some fucking respect for the industry. God damn. Did I did I make myself clear on that one? Yep. And then we have Mansoor versus Jinder Mahal. I don't give a single fuck. Then we have Rhea Ripley and Nikki Ash versus Shayna and Naya. I don't care. I really don't. They're trying to make her into a into a sympathetic baby face. Nobody cares about Nikki Ash. Nobody. And then we have Riddle versus AJ Styles again. I don't care. And that mercifully, mercifully, for the third time, I will say mercifully. Okay allows me to drift off to sleep and recover from this terrible episode of Monday Night Raw. And just for shits and giggles, ladies and gentlemen, before we rate this show, I am going to reveal what this particular reviewer, I'm not going to say his name because everybody has their opinion. Oh, okay. But... What do you think this individual on 411 Mania ranked Monday Night Raw? Sorry, out of, out of what? Out of 10. Six. He, that, was, that was very good. He ranked it a 6.8. Where okay. the fuck are you getting a 6.8 from? That's what I want to know. What kind, what kind of, what kind of uh, numbers did he give these matches? Well, they don't, I, don't, uh, they, I don't think they rate the actual matches with numbers. They do. They do, Okay, wait a minute. So I'm, I'm going to go by the star rating for each match that they gave this. Oh, okay, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I'm curious. Okay, let me just scroll back up to the top here for a second. <clears throat> God damn, this was a long uh, review here. No, that the, that they put up. Okay, so we have 
uh, a, a, a no rating for uh, Bobby and Damian Priest because the match was too short. Mm-hmm. Then for the tag team match, we had they gave that a three out of five. What the fuck are they? Oh, what whatever. Anyway, okay. all right. Anyway, match number three, Canyon Cross versus Ricochet, uh, was not rated because no one gave a fuck. I agree with him there. He literally said no one cares, so I, he, he gets he gets a pass partially just for saying that. Uh, Xavier Woods and uh, Miz. Miz got two and a half. That was generous, although I, I like Xavier Woods, so okay, whatever. Mansour versus DQ was a no rating because it sucked and too short. Uh, Rhea Ripley and company got two. Oh, my God, that was fucking generous. And then the main event got which was which was um Riddle versus AJ Styles. This was entirely because of who was in it and not the actual match. That match got four stars. Which I don't know. Wow. But anyway, four. So so, uh, so of all those matches which previous to the main event, no one got a three out of five. You're gonna give this thing a six point eight just based off the main event. Uh, yeah, you got a problem. Oh. And he called he called the main event a banger, which which you know, uh, okay, that's arguable. I don't agree with you, but okay, what? But you know, six point eight. Really, you're you're really stretching it there, pal. Would that be a three out of five or a four out of five? If it was a if it was a five five rating instead of out of ten, I guess. I mean, I I don't know how you do that math based on different rating systems, but you know your uh, guess is as good as mine. But I just don't understand this. Um, and that takes us to the end of uh, Monday Night Raw, and I think uh, to the end of the review. Uh, um, to the end of the show, period, unless you got something else to add. I got nothing. Uh, you know what? We're going to skip the Goldberg uh, this or that or thing because it's it's, it's old news. It was before SummerSlam. Yeah, and, um, you know, after watching so much wrestling in preparation for the two uh, podcasts that we did, both the pre-show and this one, I am uh, very wrestled out. You know, much much respect to the to the podcasters that constantly go live and and you know give us live reviews. I like uh, a few of those podcasts, but I don't know how they do it because e- even putting together these two shows that that we put out, um, you know, this weekend for SummerSlam weekend. God damn, this was a lot of effort. I I don't know I don't know the kind of research that you do for this show, Elio, but for me, I can tell you that there is so much preparation between actually watching the shows 
and looking at articles and and seeing the the general feeling of the public about this show or whatever. See, with you, what I do is I just watch the show itself. I just like write the matches down and I give my ratings on each match. Yeah, but I mean, there, there's a lot of effort that goes into these shows. And, you know, some of these people, they went live, you know, four or five times this weekend. And I'm like, why? You know, all due and massive respect to them if they want to do that. But it's just, you know, they're clearly more patient than I am. Like I know on the other show, um, they take, they do them, they write down their matches, but then they also have like their side notes. Like I don't really do like side notes, but I'm I'm like this one the 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 one uh, co-host that we have that we do on have on the Monday show. He doesn't take notes at all. He just like speaks off the top of his head. He works off of us. Yeah, well, I and and I gotta tell you, for for me, it it doesn't help to take notes during the shows because then I feel like I'm not watching the show. Um, so I just go based off what I see. Um, because you do at least do at least write the matches down. No, because I I can find them online, but like when I, when I'm watching a match. I mean, I can take, like, mental notes of, like, what I want to hit. And then when I'm actually looking at the reviews online, I know, like, which points I want to hit. So it's, I don't read other people's reviews. I just – I use them as a yep. gui- guiding point and then, and then speak on what I want to speak on. But – See if I actually have to write shit down while I'm trying to watch this. See, I retain things by listening. I don't retain things by writing things down. It's not See, like a. I use bleach. I use bleach for like last week. I had to use bleach because I didn't watch anything, so I just like went off of what they said. But then I watched. I I um, went and looked up the actual matches and shows and. I gave my own rating as opposed to like what they did. Absolutely. Um, so, um, you know, but we, we certainly hope you enjoyed um, all the wrestling this weekend. And uh, we thank you for uh, hanging out with us right here on the PNC progression wrestling podcast uh, for all your SummerSlam and takeover. And yes, Monday night raw needs. Uh, and, um, you know, we'll be, we'll be back on, uh, Saturday after a nice, uh, lengthy break from everything, uh, podcasting and thank the Lord I get to go to an indie show, uh, this weekend. So we will be bringing you the second elite pro wrestling Alliance review on Saturday. Yeah, we have, uh, AEW. Dynamite, um, SmackDown, Rampage, uh, the Elite Pro, and we're also gonna take a trip back to 1983 because I have I, I was watching this this one uh, show called uh, Memphis uh, Yearbook 1983. Absolutely, and um, yeah, I I actually am looking forward to getting back into that because we've just had so much to cover. 
Um, so it'll be it'll be nice to get back into things that we actually want to take a look at ourselves. Um, so anyway, um, right. thanks thanks for hanging out. And uh, Elio, you uh, were a fantastic co-host as usual. Um, do one last thing for me, um, and that is hit our outro so we can say goodbye to the fans the right way. All right, fans, we will talk to you all on Saturday. Colossal